I wouldn't direct any living actor like this in Shakespeare. The right reading for this is the one I'm giving it. I spent 20 times more for you people than any other commercial I've ever made. You are such pests. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy, he calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, fellow humans. My name is Spud Goodman. Yes! I'm in hopes we can all come together tonight and and make this particular show one of our top 25 episodes. You know, if that's not realistic, then then we can shoot for this one being in maybe our top 60 shows. So, I I guess I normally would begin by, you know, introducing my designated Laphrogena, but she's still away at some juggalo gathering, so I guess we'll have to deal with maybe some canned laughter when I say something witty. All right. It's not the same, but we'll have to deal with it. All right, uh, I have to acknowledge my guest co-host tonight, Lawrence, who normally serves as the host of the Spud Goodman post-show report following this program. Hey, I appreciate you filling in for our our regular temporary co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's all right. I heard he took the night off to go with his wife to a Tupperware party. Why? I have no clue. How many people does it take to buy a couple Tupperware containers? Tupperware? You know, i got to tell you, Spud, I myself, I'm not up to speed on Tupperware. I, I don't know. I, I guess it's why plans are mine. Lots of those containers or something. Yeah. You know, you know what? You know what? One of the interns told me that they have this full basement of food that's supposed to last them like a couple of years or something if, if need be. Yeah. I mean, I guess his wife, Rachel, is a big prepper. You know, oh. Gerald mentioned she thinks the final days are near, so she makes all these Costco runs. And I have no idea where they store all that stuff. And right. it only makes common sense. I don't know. You know, they say it's always good to be prepared. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But anyway, but I want to appreciate, I say I'm, I appreciate that you're filling in tonight because I don't know what I'd do if you weren't here, right? Um, yeah. I was yeah. wondering if, if you would feel comfortable discussing a bit of your life history with our listeners. You know, for, for those who don't stay tuned to the post-show report, and, you know, I'm going to be honest here, that's me. You know, why lie? But our executive producer suggested we talk about this as the ratings for that lockup show on MSNBC continue to go through the roof. 
She says anything prison related is hot, hot, hot. Well, I, I, I've got no problem sharing my experiences from when I was locked up in Pelican Bay down in Cali there. All right, good. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, my life is an open book. I got nothing to hide. Well, so, what do you want to know? What, well, before we do cool? this, I, I should state, though, you're a very well-read man. Well-read man. I mean, you, you have books no, with you. you. Every time I see you, you're carrying around these big, heavy books. Like that one right by you. What's what's the name of that one? It's really thick. Oh, this here? This yeah, here? that one. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm almost done with this one. I'm going to finish it up uh, while I'm on the bus ride home tonight. Now, this one's called 100 Years of Solitude. Now, this is by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. It's a classic, man. You know, yeah, well, it's way too long for me. I'm more into pamphlets. Oh, okay. you know, okay. I'm bringing this up because I know my listeners, so maybe I might want to dumb it down a bit and, and, and just don't talk over their heads, or, or at least not over mine. No, all right. So, all right. Uh, anyway, um, can you tell everyone how you ended up in prison? Just the basics? Well, the beef that I got was art forgery, if you want to know, because I was pretty good. Okay. I was pretty yeah, good, I, I guess. That's you know. what I, I thought I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was blessed with this flair for painting, you know, and I worked pretty fast. That was the key right there. I'm not saying I could knock out uh, a pretty decent Mona Lisa in an hour or something, but if you give me two and a half, maybe three hours, for sure I can get you one. Americans really? love a winner. Yeah, yeah. And, you know... Uh, and not, not that if, 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 if I returned to my prior criminal ways, I could do that. But, you know, see, that's not going to happen because I love this radio gig. I love doing this well, way too much. How does an art forger, again, get put in with all those scary dudes, you know, that I see on that lockup show? I mean, there are some hardcore, I mean, they looked scary. Oh, yeah, they could be really, really scary. And, you know, well, that's a long story and all. But uh, the, this, here's what happened. Okay, I'll, I'll give it the short. Okay. The sentencing judge, yeah, this brother-in-law that I later learned, had bought one of my paintings. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, man. See, I heard that, I think it was a Renoir, like the Farm in Le Colette. Uh, some uh, of them. Okay. Yeah, some of them, uh, you know that one. Yeah, um, sure. All right. Well, so, well some of them uh, that I did, they went over five grand. That's how much I got for $5, those. $5,000? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, but, you know, with all that cash that he blew, he was pissed off. He told his brother to throw the book at me, a really heavy book like this one over here that I'm carrying. I got this exceptional sentence outside the guidelines. They gave me 12 and a half years. Whoa. Yeah. You'd think the judge would have recused himself for that. Excused himself? Did he like burp or something during sentencing? No. Would he he do something rude? No, you got that wrong. Not excused. He recused. Recused. You know, like when you step aside from an impartial judge, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Pelican Bay, that was no picnic. No. Yeah, you know, I've seen a few episodes of that lockup show that was actually shot at Pelican Bay. Did, uh, did you ever get on camera yourself? Because uh, I have no, no idea. They didn't want me on camera because I didn't have enough tattoos, I'm guessing, maybe, because they like that. They like those those uh, white neo-Nazis, all the drama they right, bring. Right, they're, you know? they're in all, almost every episode. Yeah, well, you know why? Because that's the ratings. They're, they're the money shot there. You know, they look, they look a lot... Like those uh, cast members of the show Oz that right, was on Oz. HBO. Yeah. yeah, they liked that because it, you know, it resembles that. And they, they told me I look more like someone from the Cosby show. You know, that's kind of a dig on me, isn't it? A slap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But mm. Anyway, well, hold that thought as I have to play some music right now. All right, uh, this band like, came on my old cable TV show way back when like, they were really young. Uh, I don't even think they performed. They just I think I just interviewed them. But anyway, here are the posies with a live cut of Throwaway. Roll it. i 
Radio Show. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to the Spud Show. Anyway, I think you are. You're not. You're a communist. Uh, I'm not even listening to the Spud Show. What the hell am I talking about? Hey, uh, Spud, Spud. Yeah? Uh, your first guest, Matthew Modine, he's kind of waiting for you to talk to you here. You know, Matthew Modine, I don't I don't know him. Is he in a rock band or something like that? Lawrence, Matthew Modine was in a number of amazing movies over the years. He's a great mm. actor. How could you not know who he is? I don't know who he is, no. I, I didn't have Netflix when I was locked up in the joint because, you know, we had to watch whatever the majority of the guys wanted to see on one of the little TVs. That one TV in the group room on our tier, mostly game shows they wanted to watch. I, I can't believe they didn't have Wi-Fi so everyone could stream movies from their cells. Oh, no, you know, man. if they supplied iPads to all the prisons in this country, I mean, all they would need like be like a couple guards, maybe just to turn the lights off at night. Well, you know, that would be cool if we each got iPads, but it's locked up, you know. Uh, but, you know, I got to say, speaking of cool, you got some pretty big-time movie stars that you get to come on the show. It kind of amazes me. Uh, man, we have... Pretty big stars on this show all the time. You host the post show report. Yeah. You mean you don't listen to my show before you go on the air? Oh, my bad. Yeah, hey. Wow. I don't know what to say. Wow. All right, just put Matthew through. All right, here you go. Please welcome to the show actor, director, producer Matthew Modine. Thanks for calling in, man. Thanks, bud. How you doing? Not too bad. Well, you have some new projects happening, and I have to say, they sound really interesting. I've said that in the past to guests, but in this case, I'm actually being honest here. So let's start this off with the film short you directed, Super Sex, starring a couple of this show's all-time favorite guests, Kevin Nealon and the great Ed Asner. And I also got to add, your daughter Ruby Modine is in it too, so give us a scoop. Well, it's uh, Ruby Modine is playing a prostitute. Ed Asner is playing a father. Kevin Nealon's playing the, the brother to the wonderful Elizabeth Perkins. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, they're trying to think what the brother and sister, what can we get dad for his birthday? And they decide that what he needs is to get laid. So they, they hire a prostitute yeah. to go and have sex. He'll go have sex with him. Dang, those are, those are the kind of kids I want. Definitely. I don't have any yet, but I want those. Uh, anyway, well, well, Matthew, you're sort of the Kobe of directing uh, short films. How many have you done over the years? Uh, I think probably about 20 short films. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Super. Yeah. Well, your production company also is releasing the Jen uh, Senko documentary that I also have on my have-to-see-no-matter-what list, list, The Brainwashing of My Dad. You know, I'm, ho I'm in hopes this thing generates as much media buzz as the last Star Wars. As everybody has older friends and relatives in the Fox News talk, you know, radio demographic. What is that, like 72 to 91? And, and should be able to relate to it. Give us a scoop on this one. Well, it, uh, you know, the reason this film was important to make for me was because the, the, our, our political system is broke. You know, the, yep. the, the, the documentary is about what happens to somebody when they get a steady diet of anything. In this case, it's a steady diet of Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Bill O'Reilly, or Fox News. 
and and what what physiologically happens to the brain not just not just to people's personalities but but it actually has a physiological effect on the brain releasing dopamine and adrenaline and and they get excited when they when they hear those people talk and um, but what's more important to me is that when I was a boy the Republicans reached across the aisle to the Democrats and Democrats reached across the aisle to, to Republicans uh, because they wanted to do what was right for the country and and that's that's why I wanted to participate and be a part of this documentary because uh, we all have to work together to do what's best for our nation yes yeah, I'm writing all this down well you know I know conservatives say that the liberal intelligentsia has controlled the media for decades but here's what I, I don't get that how can anyone say that the television networks over the years were these left-wing fountains of propaganda as they were owned by huge successful corporations is there such a thing yeah. as a really liberal huge successful corporation okay maybe besides those Sandinistas at Costco because they offer medical and dental what do you think <laughs> Um, yes, uh, that's what I think, yes. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, go, go I'm sorry, go ahead. It's okay, you, uh, you, you sort of answered your question, and, and, um... The, I did, didn't I? The problem with our country right now, I think the biggest problem with our government is, is the, the need for campaign reform. That when somebody has to raise billions of dollars in order to run for president of the United States or for any kind of political office where they're raising hundreds of millions of dollars to be the governor of, of New Jersey or, or, or New York City or New York State, um, that you, you're going to be beholden to those people that give you money. And what you have to ask yourself, where does that money go? And that money goes back to those those news networks. The, the the billions of dollars goes back into those people's hands. So, it's it's in their interest to to create the kind of hysteria and uh, you know talking points that they do in order to produce ratings to get people to watch their shows. Right. Well, it's, it's a, all, all that money goes back to them. I see. Okay. Well. You know, I don't know about you, but I watch Fox News all day long because I'm kind of conducting this Clockwork Orange clinical study on my brain. I'm going to let you and Jen know the results when it's over. So I just want to hit you with that. So, all right. Hey, Spud, Spud. Yeah. Hey, excuse me. Excuse me just one second. Uh, Matthew, uh, I'll just be one moment. Uh, just, I'll be right back. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I remember this dude. No, he, he's like really famous. Uh, yeah. I said before he came on, he was like a big-time movie star. What, you didn't believe me? No, 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 it's not like that. You know, it's just, uh, you kind of sort of have old people tastes. What? I'm not saying that you wear dockers or anything like that. Hey, hey, I've worn dockers like once in my life, and that was only to please my grandmother, who gave them to me like a Christmas years ago. I I wore them to her birthday party, so no one outside my immediate family ever saw them on me. Yeah, one time, right? Yeah, that's right. Only one time. Let me get back to Matthew. All right, Matthew, I'm back. I apologize. Um, Well, let me ask you... Well, I probably shouldn't ask you a question about why my all-time favorite movie is Full Metal Jacket, as I know you're probably burned out on the topic, but how about a quick one? Uh, so let me ask you this. Working with the brilliant Stanley Kubrick, was he so focused on the work like an Albert Einstein or Steve Jobs that he was, like, really isolated from everyone on the set in England? Because I guess he didn't hang out with you guys and party much or anything, right? Well, that, that's... What, what I would... Have you seen The Wizard of Oz? Yes. Yeah, so Stanley kind of created an ambiance, so... Uh, a, a mystical 
world around him where people thought that he was the mighty Oz, you know, by projecting images of himself to the world that, that made him seem like a, like a neurotic, uh, crazy genius. And in fact, what it was, was when, you, when, when Toto goes down and pulls the curtain back, he reveals that it's just a man pulling levers and, and uh, putting his voice through a, uh, something to, to, to alter his voice. Um, but but what, what in fact Stanley Kubrick was, and I encourage you to, to get the Full Metal Jacket Diary, which is a diary that I, while I was making the film, and, and photographs that I took on the set. Okay. Uh, it's an audio book, but I, I encourage you to get the iPad app, if you have an iPad, to get it for the iPad, um, it, which reveals a lot of, of, of uh, the, what Stanley Kubrick was only ever trying to do was to make the best movie possible. And so... He created an environment where he was away from all of the different kinds of pressures that filmmakers put themselves into when they're making a film. By moving to England, he could he could get a, he could escape from those kind of pressures and create an environment for him to make the best film possible. Well, to me, that was a perfect movie. So obviously, he knows he knows pretty well how to pull those levers in, huh? Well, anyway, yeah. all right. I'm going to hit you with this, because I know you got to get going here in a sec. I almost forgot. You have a new series coming out on Netflix, Stranger Things. You know, you're starring with Winona Ryder. Because I need another show that I can consume, you know, straight through in an eight-hour block. Because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to do with the TV on rather than off and just sitting there. So how excited are you about with the new series? <laughs> I'm very excited. You know, it, it, when I read it, it made me think of Stand By Me... E.T. and Poltergeist, that if you kind of put those things in a blender and add, add a little Winona Ryder and add a little Matthew Modine, that you got this, this uh, wonderful show called Stranger Things. Well, I'm pumped. I'm ready to see that. It's in Ju- uh, yeah, it's coming on in July. So, All right, my last question. I'm going to tee this one up for you, all right? On a scale of 1 to 10, how important is it for the future of this country that the Citizens United ruling be overturned by a future Supreme Court? And you can go with an 11 if you want. 11. All right, there you go. All right, super. You know, because if it's overturned, think of how many more man hours you're going to have, you know, because you won't have to attend all those gala fundraisers, right? Absolutely. I don't want to go to any fundraisers. All right, there you go. Okay. All right. Well, Matthew Modine has a new film short he directed, Super Sex, now out, a documentary he produced, The Brainwashing of My Father, and a new Netflix series, Stranger Things, coming out in July. All right. I know it was annoying, but I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, okay? It's my pleasure. You're an interesting man. All right. I, I think I'll take that as a compliment. All right. Mr. Matthew Modine. Yeah. All right. Super. Mr. Matthew Modine. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right. It's musical guest interview time. Please say hello to our musical guest, Waking Things. All right. How you guys doing? Well. Pretty yeah. good. All right, super. Now, I realize your attorney has probably recommended you you give me a no comment, but as a professional talk show host, I really do need to have you guys identify yourselves and the instrument you'll be playing here. <laughs> All right, I'm Brian, and I play bass. I'm Chris. I play guitar, and I sing. I'm Erica, and I play keys, and I sing. I'm Matt, and I play drums. All right, it's out there. It's public record. All right, so let's do something else that may not be pleasant for you, as you know, bands hate this question, but describe the Waking Things sound. That is a really, really um, cliche question, but we're going to try to answer it anyway. It's what I do. We rock. It, yeah, we rock uh, in all sorts of uh, parameters and, and genres, so um, we don't like to stick to one style, and, right. as weird as that sounds. But yeah, 
we we rock and we do a lot of uh, movement on stage too. We All like right. to movement. I like movement. Yeah. All right, super. Well, away from the music biz, what do you guys do to kill time? Any spelunkers or taxidermists in the band? What we, hobbies? Anything? Matt's the <laughs> hobbyist. Talk to Matt. Oh man, I have so many hobbies. Um, hit me with a couple. Homebrewing. Homebrewing. So okay. I have to brew a lot of beer on my own spare That's time. That's legal, I think. It is legal here. Okay. Yeah. Right. Up to five gallons right. per batch. There we go. Not about to drive around. Don't um, push the limits, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, uh, geocaching. Geocaching. Uh, I can Disc go into golfing? specifics later if you'd like. Uh, you uh, might have to because that yeah. one was over my head, <laughs> as many things are. Oh, yeah. Um, Anything else? Man. Uh, disc golfing. Disc golfing. Disc there you golfing. go. Disc golfing. All right. One. I can dig that. Yeah. All right. Super. You're just uh, you're a renaissance man. Wow, I really super. am. So if I could ask, uh, what is the band's official position on future Superman versus Batman movies? Is this not one of the most egregious mistakes ever made in the history of Hollywood? We must all say never again. So seriously, like right now, I mean, can 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 you join with me on I, the count of three? One, two, three. Never again. Never again. Never again. Never, never again. Yeah. Thank you. Let, I think if I could just say this one thing. Yes. I'm I'm Team Captain. Yes. Captain America. So I think that should answer any. Any questions about that other movie that you were just bringing up for whatever reason? I'm we don't sure. talk about yeah. what it's actually right. what it actually right. is. I'm Team okay. Cap. I hear you. I'm definitely Iron Man. Oh, all right. All right. So, uh, what's the name of the first song, and is it about anything that, like, maybe TMZ would be interested if you'd spilled the uh, backstory beans? <laughs> yeah, uh, the song is called "Not Who I Am," and uh, essentially, it's that uh, you know trying to find that uh, presence of yourself when uh, when other people are asking you to be somebody that you're not. So. Ooh. All right, sounds pretty deep. Let's do it.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment. What's that? Who's there? It's Spud. Spud Goodman! Trees and Timber, and we approve this message. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. You know, I must say, Lawrence, it's a breath of, I don't know, fresh air, having you handle the co-hosting duties. Oh, I can relax here and, and not worry that you're going to, you know, try to upstage me, you know, like, uh, well, like, you know, Gerald, okay, basically. Our executive producer feels he's basically, you know, kind of the parent in the room on this show, but having you here tonight is disproving that. You know, if an ex-offender, you know, with little prior radio experience can handle this, maybe that will prove my point. Well, you know, I re- to be honest, I really thought experience was kind of a must uh, before I started hosting the post-show report, but right? I'm finding this radio thing is really not that tough. I'm, I, look, no. I'm not saying any living, breathing human being could do this job, but just about any living, breathing human could probably do pretty well. Well, why didn't you say so? I'm just saying, you know, I, I, look, I, I hope I'm not breaking some secret code for the radio people by saying this. No, no I mean, it's, it's one of those open secrets. So, but you really had no experience whatsoever before you were hired to do the post show report. Well, no, I didn't I, make that. I was never even in on that decision. Well, well, but I would have hired you if they would ask me. But I, I did have like, a yeah. little. I did have a little experience. That's the thing about it. I did the morning announcements on the prison PA system when I was a trustee later in my stretch. Right. Yeah. So, and a few times they even let me play a couple of tunes. So you know that's how it got started. It was mostly Gregorian chants and whatnot. The guards thought that that was going to calm down Jim Pop. Right. Know. Well. um... So that's where you got the broadcasting bug then, doing the morning announcements or something? Oh, yeah. That bug bit me hard, yeah. I was told by a few of my fellow inmates that I had a good radio voice, and I, at first I thought they were just pulling my leg, because you know how they do in the joint. Uh, but, you know, when I got laryngitis and I was off the air for a week or so, there were some riots going on. They were demanding that I get put back on the air. I had to go, up to, go on the air and say to everybody, look, I was off because of my voice, and it was not because of the warden. So. All right, well, <laughs> why, why do you really think prison shows are so damn popular? Besides Lock Up on MSNBC, you got Orange is the New Black, that old HBO show Odds that I referred to earlier, mm. and of course Hogan's Heroes. And it's, that's not even, you know, bringing in all the prison movies. There's a million of them. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I guess I, I think it hard everybody's romantic, you know? So I guess there's like something about a large number of people that are living together in a crowded, condensed area like prison has. It kind of brings up all sorts of situations that deal with the human condition and all. I think that's the key. Well, right there. you know, I myself am a sucker for a good story about people going about their daily lives, but, you know, with always having to have a shank handy just in case. Well, <laughs> uh, I got to be honest with you, Spud. I, I, I never really carried anything other than to- a toothpick around with me. Really? That was all. Yeah, just a toothpick. That was it. But you know wow. what? Any of those, Anytime those neo-Nazis would bump me real hard out in the yard or something, yeah. I'd take that toothpick out of my mouth and I'd point it at them just like this. And most, wow. just about every time, they would back off. So, you know, I think it's the symbolism because wood, wood man in any form is intimidating. They let you have toothpicks in the joint? Well, no, no, they did not. They did. I had to make my own toothpick. So, yeah. 
I, I guess you can call it contraband, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Well, I hear you. Know? You know, I continue to be told by our executive producer to cut back on my on-air consumption of Pepto-Bismol. She feels it sends the wrong signal to the kids. But I tell her Pepto is not a habit-forming thing. No, I mean, no. I may have a bad habit, yeah. but as far as I know, I'm the only person who has this issue. Most people think it tastes like uh, you know, I don't even know how you can drink that stuff. I can't stand it myself. I don't know how you do it. You chug it like water, you know. I, I don't understand I that. Just, On the streets of like free it. world, maybe. I don't know how you can like hey, it. it can, I know. Anyway, can you see if our next guest is ready to go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, yep, your next guest is ready to go. You got Margaret Cho on the line. She's ready to talk to okay, you. Okay, cool. You know, we love Margaret on this show. You do know her, right? Oh, do I know her? Yeah, you bet. I had a crush on her for years, years. Those tattoos she's got, that's they're impressive, man. No, I don't think yeah. I'm going to ask her about her ink. But it's good oh. to know that you hold her in high esteem. Yeah, yeah, I sure do. You know, since I've been out, I never miss her when she's on that uh, Fashion Police TV show that right? they got there. And I'm telling you, good thing this is a radio show here because, you know, I, I wouldn't want to disappoint her with, with what I'm wearing right here. Right I don't now. think she's that judgmental off the show. You know, hey, uh, we need to play a little bit uh, like a cut off her new album before I go on with the air with her. Dave, uh, can you uh, cue up her song, I Want to Kill My Rapist? Just let it play a little bit before we put her through. Thanks. <laughs> Made a decision with some derision I had a vision about some killing You better worry, you better hurry Cause it gets scary like sanitary Alright, please welcome back to the show Actress, comedian, renowned fashion expert And most importantly for sure in this interview, musician Ms. Margaret Cho how you doing? Hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Excellent. So our listeners just got a brief taste of I Want to Kill My Rapist off your brand spanking new album, American Myth. Nice tune, Margaret. Thank you. Thank you. It said, you know, it's a spiritual one, too, so I'm very happy. Yeah, well, let's talk about the new record, American Myth. It's been like six years since the last release. Uh... Show Dependent, which contained a few songs we played on this show. So why so long between records? Too busy or other things going on in your career? Well, I always make music. And so this was just something that uh, I was doing. You know, I wrote the record, most of it, with Garrison Starr, who's an amazing singer-songwriter. And, um, you know, I was doing other stuff, uh, tours and... TV stuff, and so, but we, we, we wanted to have this record, and finally there was a time to put it out, so it took a while, but I'm, I'm grateful. Right. Well, you mentioned touring. It, I only hit with this. Touring is touring, or is it? Is the food backstage better while touring as a musician? It has to be better than a bowl of, you know, chips and stale guacamole at comedy clubs, so uh, better, better touring? <laughs> I haven't done, like, a real music tour for, uh, for this, um... But the, the food, it, it depends on where you go. You know, sometimes it's really good, sometimes it's really not, and you just deal with it. Yeah, well, okay, all right. Well, I, I know what uh, comedians you hold in high esteem, but I was wondering who in the music world uh, garners your interest and respect? I love so many people. I mean, um, Andrew Bird is very important uh, to me. Fiona Apple also, they're people that I 
have written with and, and sang with and really love. Uh, I love Grantley uh, Phillips. Of, of course, I, I love um, Dave Grohl. I love Bob Mould. Bob Mould is somebody that I have a lot of history with, and um, I, I did a show with him and, and, and Dave Grohl and Beth best people you you want to play with they're so amazing um but i just uh i love ryan adams uh, this album has a lot of uh, i was following wilco on tour with uh bob dylan while i was writing it so wow. i was on the americana tour just all, all all over the place with them so i i just uh, there's a lot of that too all right super yeah i was uh was speaking of mr mold a uh, major husker du fan but yeah um okay yeah great on to politics. Uh, what's your take on celebrities saying uh, they are going to uh, immigrate to another country and maybe you know leave us behind if Donald Trump is elected? Shouldn't our celebrities stay and lead the resistance? Yeah, we need everybody here. I mean, it, 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 he's not going to win, but it just the idea of having to abandon is not. I don't. I, I don't know. It's not my answer. I, I don't know. I love Canada too, and I would love to live there, but it it wouldn't be for uh, to be an expatriate. I, I think I would always want to live in America and want to be a part of being, you know, a, a political voice and, and be here for, for people who will need it. I don't think he's going to win. I don't think, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, I, I just don't think it's possible. Well, well uh, okay, I'm going to go with that then. But, you know, I, for the record, I would follow Cher or Miley Cyrus into the gates of hell, so I sure hope they change their mind and hang around if the Donald wins. So I just thought I'd throw that out. But let, let's, I know, we need them. That's right, that's right. So on another political note, and this might be something that, that hits kind of close to home to your uh, ongoing efforts, uh, you know, in terms of your politics, is it is it going to be tough for you to perform in the state of North Carolina now? Because uh, hopefully they're going to come to their senses. But you know, because the only live entertainment they're going to be well, seeing yeah. in the future, maybe the Gatlin brothers or Chuck Norris showing off some karate moves. <laughs> well, the the fact is, is that there's still a great community of you know people who are in the LGBT community and also supporters and allies. Um, Merge Records, a very very important label, which has a lot of my favorite artists, um, such as Bob Mould and just many more. They're out of there. Um, there's a lot of businesses that really don't agree with HB2. And um, it, I don't know, for myself, I would go the Cindy Lauper route. Cindy went and performed there and then donated all of her uh, proceeds to um, LGBT charities there, which I think might be my answer. I, I think that uh, that is a good thing. I don't have anything scheduled to go there, but if I did, that's what I think I would do. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see what the the NBA is threatening to pull the All Star game there. I don't, it'll, it'll, you know, obviously money talks, so like I guess it remains to be seen how this thing's going to shake out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, well, yes, but, but, yeah. Hey, look, would it be okay if I took a couple sips off that Pepto Bismol bottle right there? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, excuse me, Margaret. Just hold that thought. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you know what happened? I stopped at the 7-Eleven on the way. I probably had too many of those hot dogs that they got there. Right. The guy behind the counter, he, he was going to toss out a bunch of them. They were rotating. He said it was like a couple weeks or something there. Right. But they did look kind of nasty, but but he gave me all of them. So, you know, what am I going to do? I, 
Well, I mean, I only ate four or five before I got to the studio, and I still have three more. Hey, you want one? Nah, I don't do dogs from gas stations or mini-marts anymore. I had a bad experience a few years ago. Well, you know, I really, really appreciate that, because my stomach, it's asking me, what, what, what the hell's going on right now? God, I probably should have stopped at three of those. Yeah, but please, no backwash. That's my only rule when I, I share my Pepto. I swear, I swear, I promise you. All right, because, look, I learned at the joint, you never, ever, ever do that backwash thing when we share anything. So I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, no problem. All right, I'm back, Margaret. You're yeah. on, you're on the Fashion Police show on the E Channel, and you're officially a fashion judge and jury. So my question is, can a guy wear a turtleneck instead of a tie to a funeral? How about or maybe a dicky under a dress shirt? Because I'm always looking for sanctioned options for not having to wear a tie, because ties kind of make me feel like I'm going the auto asphyxiation route. So what do you think on t- on ties? <laughs> Well, um, I I don't mind a turtleneck. I mean, I think turtleneck is really, especially if you have a medallion, because then that's really like 70s, like Satanist looking. That's cool. Okay, all um, right. Medallion. Ties. Uh, I like when women wear ties. I think that's really sexy. Um, but I'm not necessarily a big sort of suit and tie fan. Uh, uh, but turtlenecks are, I think turtlenecks are proper, uh, you know, alternative. Um, I think you can go sort of anyway. It depends, it depends on whose funeral you're going to also. Um, that's, uh, I, w- I was just at Gary Shandling's funeral. Oh, and, wow. uh, you know, uh, Ryan Adams wore a jean jacket. Ryan Adams went very metal. So, you know, you could do metal, metal direction okay. also. All right. Uh, it's acceptable. All right. So uh, yeah, it depends on who you're who you're sending off. And right. uh, Gary certainly didn't mind rock and roll attire. Okay. All right. I wrote that down. All right, Margaret. Before we end this interview, I would suggest to people now listening that they immediately leave my show and head to YouTube and check out the three great videos from the new record. Good stuff. Very well done. Entertaining. Thank you. Yeah, Thank right. you. I'm so grateful. Thank you. All right. So uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show again. We're going to leave everyone with a bit of another tune off the new record, uh, American Myth. And here is Ron's Got a DUI. Thank you very much, Ms. Margaret Cho. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Once again, waking things.
I should bend my spine this way But all is bad when you've got no guts Blood pumping more than to your veins Place your bets on cigarettes And coffee leaving you with more Than a stain that is of course You managed to make it that This is a Spud Goodman Show. This is a Spud Goodman Show.
Yeah, this, is, this has been Charlie Murphy on the Spud Goodman Show, where we put it down for real. That's right. All right, so Spud, Spud. Yeah, yeah. Hey, your last guest, uh, Aldous Hodge, he's ready to speak with you now. Right, well, put him on. Let's do this. You know what it says on the show schedule that he was in the movie Straight Outta Compton? Right. Yeah, that was a popular, that was a popular movie. Yeah. yeah, it was. He, he's in a bunch of other stuff right now. I, I think also the, the new Mission Impossible movie, he's really busy. But I got to ask you this. How, how come really successful movie stars call into this show? I mean, no offense or anything, but this ain't the Tonight Show. That we're running Look, here. some stars like to spend quality time with talk show hosts that are more connected to the common man. I like to think I, I know a few common people. In fact, I'm sort of common myself. Well, you know what? Uh, uh, speaking on behalf of people who aren't common, like if I was a, a big star, I'd probably only do like Colbert, maybe Ellen. Well, I can't dance real well. That's the thing about Ellen. But that's why I'm taking tango lessons right now. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm liking it. But, you know, I got to tell you, if I wanted to take a lady out for a nice evening, I want to be able to handle myself on the dance floor. That's why I'm taking them. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Just put Aldous through, okay? Uh, all right. All right. Here you go. Please say hey to actor Aldous Hodge. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Not a problem. All right. Let's start off with uh, but one of your current projects. You star in the TV show Underground, now airing on WGN Wednesdays at 10, 9 Central. Now, uh, yes, indeed. Yeah. The show details life in Macon, Georgia in 1857. You know, that, that was kind of a time in this country's history where even the concept of human rights was not yet born, and slavery was an accepted practice. So this has to be an emotionally challenging role, right? Yeah, I, I think that you're right. The concept of human rights absolutely non-existent in this time frame. But um, it, it, is, uh, it is an emotional challenge, but at the same time, it, it's, it's more so emotionally prideful to, to do as opposed to um, emotionally heavy because we're so proud of, of being able to tell this story in this way. We're so proud of being able to give these people dignity and a face of strength and brilliance and really expose that because it never has really been uh, exploited in that way before. Um, we're also proud to kind of pioneer the, this particular story, the underground, has not really been told before on television, and not in a series. There have been many series, but there hasn't been a, a true series. And, and luckily, we just got picked up for our second season yesterday. So, thank you, audience, for that. Yeah, you know, I was—is it me, or does it kind of seem like the majority of Americans kind of think racism is over? You know, after Barack Obama was elected, geez, it's pretty much like nothing to see here. Keep moving along. Uh, just, just my take, but uh, no, yeah, not at all. Yeah, kind of, kind of getting that feeling. I feel like. I've, yeah, I feel like as soon as Barack was, um, I feel like as soon as he was elected, I think the, the majority of his tenure was spent with people trying to attack his culture and, 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 and his ethnicity, as opposed to looking at his political views. Um, that showed me that racism is still very much alive. Uh, It'll be yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Um, racism is always going to be around to some degree because racism is, is based off of fear. You know, it, it doesn't come from a place of strength. It doesn't come from a place of survival. It doesn't come from a place of, of cultural intelligence. Racism is based off of fear and judgment and, and, and being afraid and intimidated by the unknown. You know, you see right. something that's foreign to you, I don't know it, so I'm afraid of it. I'm, I, I automatically have to destroy it or control it or own it to own myself in this moment. So I'm going to be 
judgmental about it. Right. Well, let me ask so you about you. let me ask you about something else. Uh, you're also a semi regular character on the AMC series Turn, which takes place during the Revolutionary War era. So here's my question: Do you ever feel like you're in a time tunnel, having to wear stuff all day from different centuries? Because <laughs> you don't get to wear shorts and t-shirts much on camera, man. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of have felt like I've been in a time tunnel for uh, for the last uh, say year and a half, maybe. <laughs> Um, definitely was, was knocking out Turner for a couple of seasons, um, which was fun and, and great. And I think they just had their premiere for their third season the other night. So congratulations to them. All right. Well, let's touch on your role as MC Ren in Straight Outta Compton. Great movie. Did, did you get any input from him during the filming? And hopefully Suge Knight didn't give you any notes. Let's hope that. <laughs> no, not, not at all. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. He was there for me the entire time. Whenever I had a question, he was... Um, available and and uh, you know we uh, the first time we met we sat we just chatted it up and talked for a couple of hours and realized very quickly that we had a lot in common so it made it uh, that much easier but he's a really great guy you know I really appreciate his support on it because I told him hands down the, the only person I really wanted to, to um, impress or, or, or to get this job right for was him because it's his, his story it's his life you know I didn't want to make him look foolish so right right uh, we had yeah yeah well yeah, we had a good time though. do you think they'll soon be like all classic rap stations playing only NWA Public Enemy Big Daddy Kane because there are a buttload of classic rock stations everywhere because I'm waiting for that you know, I, I'm just kind of stuck in. I don't know. I got, I'm an old dude, so I, I'll, I'll move on here. Um, so you're in the new Mission Impossible film, Jack Reacher. Never go back. How's Tom Cruise to hang out with on the set? I get the impression he can't sit still long enough to play like dominoes or pinochle between shot setups. <laughs> he, he never takes the breaks, but that man is is a worker. You know, um, he is always uh, in the business some kind of way. It's really cool actually to be around that energy. It's inspiring because. You know, when you think you're tired and you ain't got no more, he's sitting there still full of energy, like, all right, guys, let's get this shot, let's do this. You're like, okay, I guess I got to get with the picture. But um, he's very much a leader. He's, he's a smart, smart guy. He has, I mean, his his film cue is crazy as far as knowing what has to go on set, knowing what people's jobs are, knowing how to treat people. Um, he's a good example to learn from if you ever want to figure out how to be... Um, an asset to 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 your field and entertainment. Um, he's a is a really cool guy, and I, you know I had a great experience working with him. All right. Well, I know you got to go, so let me let me get this out. Um, Alice can be seen just about everywhere these days. I think that's pretty accurate. But check out his show on <laughs> WGN, the Underground, that airs Wednesdays at ten nine Central. Well, I really really want to thank you very much for calling in tonight. Okay. Nah, thank you, man. Thank you. This is awesome. All right, Mr. Aldous Hodge. Netflix. I love Netflix with all my heart. It always gives my day such a great start. I wake up early to watch before I go to my job at Kmart. If I can't watch a whole movie, at least I can see a part. I truly love Netflix with all my heart, but it would be nice if they put on more movies with naked women. It's just a suggestion. 
Goodman Show. Hey, uh, Spud, Spud. Yeah? They're telling me that, uh, that you know, Gerald Holcomb, your co-host? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's on the I, line. I, yeah, I do know he, him. He wants to speak with you right now. He called in. But he's the temporary co-host. He went, right now he wants to talk to me? Yeah, I guess he says per- temporary, permanent. But yeah, he wants to talk to you right now. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll make it quick. Important. Hey, dude, are you on the line? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking my call, Spud. I, yeah. I, I really, I wanted to look. Just uh, make it- I, if I didn't take your the call, you'd go whining to someone, and we know, like our producer. <laughs> if I blew you off, what do you want? I'm closing the well, show right now. Well, I, I just stepped out of this gathering. My wife Rachel and I are attending, and yeah, I the have- interns are saying you had to go to like a Tupperware party. Is that right? Seriously? Uh, I, I, you know, I guess Tupperware? the host of this party is displaying some Tupperware containers, yes. What, what can I say? Rachel loves Tupperware. But w- what I was going to say was how much I regret missing tonight's show. I've been listening with TuneIn on my phone as much as I can, uh, you know, with an earbud. But the okay, wife feels right. it's rude to the host, you know, so I have to pick my spots. But what I've heard, it really does seem to me like the show's lacking a bit of structure. Now, I don't want to sound critical. Really? But I, I think the show is flowing very well. Lawrence here is doing a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. He has thank that you, special bro. quality that it's so hard for me to find in co-hosts. He gets me. He really gets me. Hey, Joe, Joe, we got you on the line. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, I too am fond of Tupperware. And, hey, look, I'm looking for this new Jello mode. Cause, so while you're out there, keep your eye out for one for would you for me, oh. please. And I, I promise I'll pay you back. I promise. Because Jello, it's a big part of my daily diet. You know, it's a good source of calories. You know that? So I, I got to go, man. So have fun with that plastic crap, all right? We got to go. Yeah, but, but I also wanted to say, listening in tonight has given me a fresh perspective on the show. Gerald. You sh- Gerald. What, what, honey? Gerald, get off the freaking phone right now. Uh, For God's <clears throat> sake, don't pretend you didn't hear me. Right. Ugh, I'll, I'll see you in the car. Yes. All right. Yes, dear. Uh, but I have to go. I'm being told I need to assist someone right now. Uh, yeah. But I would, I would like to sit down with you and discuss some of the mental notes I made while listening tonight. I, I have ideas, but ideas that could really help the show. Yeah, yeah that's going to happen. Anyway, hey, tell the wife that when the world does come to an end, it won't matter how many flipping Tupperware containers she has hermetically sealed with food. Uh, I'd rather not bring that topic up with her. You know, proper preparation by our family is something Rachel has made a priority. Between you and me, Spud, it's kind of cool to have all this food in the basement to snack on when the wife goes to bed. She turns in really early, and I'm quite fond of watching that red-eye late-night program on Fox News. So you're, you're, you're the person who watches that show. I, I was wondering. Somebody's got to watch. I mean, there's got to be a couple of you out there. Anyway, i got to go now, right now, so just cut them off, please. All right, fine. Hey, hey Spud, you know, I really hope he finds me that new Jello mold. I really want that Jello mold. I love Jello. Yeah, okay, I it's good to it. know. Anyway, all right, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Spud Goodman Radio Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Video director, T.J. Pites. 
On-air talent, Rob McGee, Annie Coleman, and Tom Nolan. Production assistants, Kerry Tompkins and Trent Botello. Spud's Greek chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. tuned for an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of the Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's post-show report, Spuggerman's post-show report. Normally, I would have my co-host Gina, but Gina, she's out of town. She's got some juggalo gathering. Uh, you know, I thought at first she was going to be all the way out in Wisconsin, but apparently she's down in Oregon. She that just, is not super. She caught a bus down there, and there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on down there. There's some wrestling and some hubbub. And, and, well, and, you and, know, it's a juggalo thing, and, so and, that's kind of the, and the now, crazy thing about this. And, and now, instead, you have your co-host, Derek, right? No, no, Derek, no. No. Yeah. Derek, no, I'm, no, you're not the co Look, I'm sitting in her spot, so that makes me the co-host for tonight. You have to introduce me as the co-host. Uh, you know, okay. there's no right. there's Super. no rule saying that because you know normally you're doing what you do with the whole highlights thing like that. There's no rule that we got to do uh, the you as a co-host thing right now. But you know, what? I'm gonna cut right, you well, a little bit of slack right now because I've been doing double duty because well, we'll, I did we'll that the first hour here. You know, I feel like I need to towel off. Yeah, how did uh, how did it feel to co-host Spud's first hour? I mean. Working with him can be an intimidating experience, though I learned a while ago that his bark is actually worse than his bite. No, his bark and his bite, he didn't bite at all, you know, and his bark was okay. And I got to tell you, you know, it really, he wasn't really that bad. Uh, you know, at times I'm going to say that I thought we even got along pretty well or Super. As, as good as possible, you know. I mean, he's, he's not a, a mean person, you know. I mean, well, maybe it's just my take, but I don't think that he's this big jerk like a lot of people seem to think he is and all bitter and stuff like that you know well he yeah. is he is a little moody he's a moody he's moody and stuff but deep down he's not a horrible human being or anything like that so super okay, no. i guess i could see that but you know what what during that when during the first hour i gotta tell you with the band i picked up a few tips on interviewing guests Oh, and stuff well, like that. The guest and the band. That's really cool. I got to tell you, though, you know, it is he, really nice to be able to sit here and speak freely and just talk and not have to wait to be introduced. It's so nice. It's so refreshing. I'm, you, I'm in a very good mood here. You tonight. might want to keep uh, the reins on that because I got to remind you that you are just the highlight dude. Well, So you might want to kind of rein it in and don't go crazy with this whole uh, co-host thing because you don't want to get used to that you know what your place is i'll and still you be doing the highlights that. yeah but i mean tonight 
No, you're just going to do a few highlights from the first hour, and we're going to kind of leave it at that. All right, super. But we still got to do some some uh, introductions of our esteemed panel here, because we got Dave on the soundboard here. How you doing, Dave? Good evening, Lawrence. I think you acquitted yourself very well in the first hour. Well, thank you. Uh, if I was Gerald, I'd be looking over his shoulder. Yeah, I don't want to take his job or nothing, you know. I know he's got some food to last him a while, but nonetheless, we got Mike, our engineer. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great as always. Oh, good. It's good to have you. It's always Thanks, good man. to have you. And we got Trent, our production assistant. How you doing? Yeah, I can't talk right now. Spud wanted me to Photoshop his head into Hulk Hogan's body for some reason. Oh, boy. You better have some mad skills to be able to, to do that. I got to tell you, that Photoshopping. And, of course, we got Carrie, our intern from PS College. Hey, Carrie. How I think Carrie had to step out, but she'll be back in a few minutes. Oh, oh okay. okay. That's all right. Well, maybe we'll catch up a little bit. Well, later since that then. brings those to a conclusion, like I started to say before I was interrupted, uh, yeah, mm. I curate the highlights from the Spud Goodman show and present them to listeners in what I feel is a very dynamic manner. Mm, I mean, this I is know. not just a highlight show because I like to think I bring a whole lot more with my presentation of what could be just more boring chatter with celebrities without my involvement. Oh boy, that's kind of harsh. I hope Spud didn't hear you say that. But you know what? I need to start off our music portion from the, of the show here. So we're going to start off with something from the great Eddie Holland called Jamie. And after that, we have a tune from the, a band from San Jose, California. The Hard Girls with Sign of the Dude. All right, Dave, hit it. Listen, my friends, while I tell you about a girl that's so divine. I love her for the joy she's brought me. Oh, she's mine, all mine Oh, Jamie Jamie Talking about Jamie Jamie Talking about Jamie Jamie That's my love Has so long and pretty Eyes that shine like gold She has the kind of love Kisses so divine I thank the Lord up above For making Jamie all mine I'm so glad to belong to her And she's mine all mine Oh, Jamie Talking about Jamie Yeah, talking about Jamie That's my girl 
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Well, just like they said in that song by the Hard Girls, it's Sign of the Dune. That's what I want to say there. And you know, now actually, I want to give a warm welcome to Waking Things. Hey, thanks for sticking around, right, you guys. Super. We appreciate you doing one more song for us. Absolutely. So, how how y'all doing tonight? Great. Yeah, I think we're <laughs> I think we're having a great time. Oh yeah, well, we're having a great time listening to you. You know, it's, it's great. But you know, I gotta ask you something. I ask everybody this, so I gotta ask you too. How many of y'all have done time, and you know, maybe like not hard maximum security or or in the in the shoe or the hole. More than like a couple of days for a parking ticket. Oh, I don't know if any of us have. I think we've all seen the back of a cop car, but we've never. Super. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that. That's time, you know, sitting back there. You never know how long you're going to be back there. Five minutes or five minutes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It does count. Five minutes could feel like five days. It could. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, time is uh, just a construct, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that he's getting I deep, man. I like that. Uh, Lawrence, I'm going to jump in here real quick and ask these guys something. Uh, What bands would you say have had an impact on the Waking Things sound? Uh, I'm going to say mine, and then everybody else can do theirs. Uh, Definitely um, Coheed and Cambria and Thrice and Foxy Shazam. Ooh, Foxy Shazam. How about you, Brian? Um, I got to say Circus Survive and American Football. Um, I don't know how much of an influence they have on my, my band playing, but I really like OK Go and, and like Fiona Apple, St. Vincent. I'm the same as Chris. Chris and I have been playing together forever, and we listen to pretty much the same music. Oh, really? Super. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of not mainstream. You guys are kind of out, out on the side. Not a bad question, Derek. Yeah. Oh, not too bad. Thank See, you. Got to give you credit for a change. Uh, you know, uh, now let me ask you this. Waking things. Now, y'all morning people. I mean, do you guys just jump out of bed and go? No. I am. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who... Uh, no, I, I take that back. Matt is up the earliest. I would say I'm second. Brian is definitely last. Oh, so <laughs> Brian is like the slowest waking thing of, of all of y'all. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Now, now, here's something that I've learned in and outside the joint. that You can tell a lot about somebody You know, when you find out what kind of board games they like to play. So the, the board games, your go-to game, what's that go-to game for y'all? Oh, okay. Um, I, as a band? As bad as individuals? Individuals. How do you feel it? All right. Uh, exploding Kittens. That's a, or, or, <laughs> or Kittens in a Blender. With that, that one, too. Super. Those are, those are really great. If That's we're talking like a quick game, Flux is not really a board game. It's more of a card game, but it is like a really, really super easy to learn and really, really quick. Uh, if we're looking like uh, world domination, you got to go with the classic Risk, man. Because you, oh, you just get super slow arguments that build up forever. Matt is the kind of person yeah. that will lead us into arguments, and so um, we per- we particularly uh, like playing Monopoly, or oh, at least he does. Man. Because yeah, That's super super super, super, super fighters was another one that that was That's, a cause oh, of many arguments amongst the band. Uh, super super fighters. I can feel the rage boiling now. Yeah, it's it's like a you kind of like. Everyone is, uh, it's two people against each other and each of you have like a superhero and you have to like argue why your superhero beats the other superhero. Wow, you guys got crazy games to go with the crazy music influences and stuff. So now you guys are going to play one more song for us. Uh, What's that song and do you have like some crazy or interesting backstory for that song? 
Yeah, uh, the song is called Backbone, and it is a song about um, my separation that I went through last year. Went through a, a divorce last year, so oh, that's uh, that's some. I know that's some really heavy that is stuff. Not super. That, not that super. is not. That is not super. Uh, it is actually the opposite of super. Uh, but it, it's uh, you know it's one of those songs that's definitely um, open for interpretation. But it's also uh, rooted deeply within you know my personal. Um, how I get through that. You know. uh, all right. All right. Waking things. Self-control, an untamed lion, all for show. I was born to bear your passive teeth, but didn't last for long. Backbone takes one to know one. Backbone takes one to
Ed Goodman, Post Show Report. You know, Derek, I, I, now I like when you do the highlights. I like it kind of better than the, the co-host thing. So I, I, this I, is where you shine. I think you should shine. I here. like doing the highlights too, but I think, you know, co-hosting is where I'm headed. So, But for now, for now, we'll do the uh, first highlight of the Good. night. All right. uh, so Good. this first Good. highlight comes from the Matthew Modine interview. Uh, he's talking with Spud about the political documentary, Brainwashing of My Dad. Wow. Yeah. Wow, super. Yeah. Well, your production company also is releasing the Jen uh, Senko documentary that I also have on my have-to-see-no-matter what list, The Brainwashing of My Dad. You know, I'm, ho- I'm in hopes this thing generates as much media buzz as the last Star Wars. As everybody has older friends and relatives in the Fox News talk, you know, radio demographic. What is that, like 72 to 91? And, and should be able to relate to it. Give us a scoop on this one. Well, it's... Uh... You know, the reason this film was important to make for me was because the, the, our, our political system is broke. You know, the, yep. the, the, the documentary is about what happens to somebody when they get a steady diet of anything. In this case, it's a steady diet of Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Bill O'Reilly, or Fox News. And, and what, what physiologically happens to the brain, not just, not just to people's personalities, but, but it actually has a physiological effect on the brain, releasing dopamine and adrenaline. And, and they get excited when they, when they hear those people talk. And, um, but what's more important to me is that when I was a boy, the Republicans reached across the aisle to the Democrats, and Democrats reached across the aisle to, to Republicans. Uh, because they wanted to do what was right for the country, and and that's that's why I wanted to participate and be a part of this documentary. Because uh, we all have to work together to do what's best for our nation. Yes, yeah, I'm writing all this down. Well, you know, I know conservatives say that the liberal intelligentsia has controlled the media for decades, but here's what I I don't get: that how can anyone say that the television networks over the years were these left-wing fountains of propaganda, as they were owned by huge successful corporations? Is there such a thing as a really liberal, huge successful corporation? Okay, maybe besides those Sandinistas at Costco because they offer medical and dental. What do you think? Um, yes, uh, that's what I think, yes. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, go, go I'm sorry, go ahead. It's okay, you, uh, you, you sort of answered your question, and, and, um... I this, did, didn't I? The problem with our country right now, I think the biggest... You hear that, Derek? Do you hear that whole thing about reaching across the aisle and whatnot? Uh, no, I was, uh, I was actually tuning in to something, uh... Editing a Trump, Trump, a Trump, yeah. a Trump highlight for my it, next podcast. It. Yeah, there's a new. All be right, I'm sorry. I've got preparation to do. Okay. Well, you know, see, this is this is the problem. If you can't focus on the show, if you're going to be all up into Trump, this maybe maybe a co-host position is not the position for you, especially with your podcast all overworked now. You know, you're thinking about it. Mm, no, I think I think I can do both. <sighs> Man. Man, all right. Well, I we'll leave that. We'll have to yet to be seen because I, we're gonna do some more music. Cause I don't know. All right, we're gonna start off with rockabilly artist Barbara Pittman with "I Need a Man," and then we got Flight of the Concords with their tune "Bowie." All right, Dave. Well, I need a man. Yeah. 
Transmit daughter back to earth. I bet you do, you freaky old bastard, you. Do you have one really funky sequin spacesuit, Bowie? Or do you have several to changes? Do they smoke grass out in space, Bowie? Or do they smoke astroturf? Ooh! Receiving transmission from David Bowie's nipple antennae. Do you read me, Lieutenant Bowie? I said, do you read me, Lieutenant Bowie? Pretty far out, man. That's pretty far out, man. 
for more of the Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You know, I, I think the this is the only radio show in existence that does this, a podcast preview, but I guess it's time for us to tell us what's up on your podcast yeah, you this know, week. I can really sense your jealousy. You know, anytime the topic of no, my podcast no. is brought up, believe me, I wouldn't I be allowed to do this if my bad. download numbers weren't so huge. All right, the producer super. of this radio show is no dummy. She knows I can help the post-show report with this arrangement. You know what, Derek? Let me ask you this. Is there any proof about these big, huge numbers that you keep talking about? Hey, show can, me these Can numbers. I do this or not, or are you going to just filibuster me here? All right, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, let's just get this over with. So... so on this week's episode, I will be breaking down possible vice presidential candidates for Donald oh, Trump. good God. I think some of my choices will surprise people as I have done an extensive search. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Trump campaign is going to be listening. Super. To, oh, don't yeah, you worry. Yeah. I am forwarding a link to the state Trump campaign staff for sure. And I'm confident that it will be heard by his advisors in New York. You see, that's what's so special about Donald Trump. He's a man of the people. He relates okay. to us. All right. Is that it? Can we move on from this now? I will also be previewing track four on my new rap record the oh, working man. title of the cd is trump topia pretty catchy huh did you say craptopia that's what i thought I hey. heard. all right we need to play some music i gotta get, get, get out of this here let's start with the screaming trees and their cover of the song the sonics hit psycho and following that we have a musician from austin texas john wesley coleman the third and his tune the love that you own please please quick quick hit play Baby, you're driving me crazy. 
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hey, Derek, we got some more uh, highlights? We do have some more uh, highlight goodness. This, All right. uh, this next highlight comes from the Margaret Cho interview. And in this clip, she's talking about how Trump's not going to win the election. But we know that's not true. Trump is going to win. Oh, uh, she's talking about celebrity immigration. Um, okay. Yeah, right. What's your take on celebrities saying uh, they are going to uh, immigrate to another country and maybe you know leave us behind if Donald Trump is elected? Shouldn't our celebrities stay and lead the resistance? Yeah, we need everybody here. I mean, it, 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 he's not going to win, but just the idea of having to abandon is not, I don't, I, I don't know, it's not my answer. I, I don't know. I love Canada, too, and I would love to live there, but it, it wouldn't be for uh, to be an expatriate. I, I think I would always want to live in America and want to be a part of being, you know, a, a political voice and, and be here for, for people who will need it. I don't think he's going to win. I don't think, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, I, I just don't think it's possible. Wow. Well, uh, okay, I'm going to go with that then. But, you know, I, for the record, I would follow Cher or Miley Cyrus into the gates of hell, so I sure hope they change their mind and hang around if the Donald wins. So I just thought I'd throw that out. But let, let's... I know, we need them. That's right, that's right. So on another political note... It's not going to happen, man. Oh, Trump being president? You're right, it's not going to no, happen. No, no, I mean, I mean, it's, it's not going to happen that he won't be president. Like, he's... He's going it, to super. be. It will happen that he's not going to be president. That's right. No. Yes. Wait. Yes. Right. No. You know what? I don't know. We better do some tunes because that's the, the, good. the will of the people that he won't be president will be what uh, obtains. Oh, uh, Dave got deep. That's deep, Dave. All right. Yeah, I'm going to think about that during the tunes here. We're going to start with the Clash's Tommy Gun. Following that, we have a band from Los Angeles, Melissa Brooks and Aquadolls with Sinus Infection. But we'll start with The Clash. <laughs>
Last one Make for the night. Uh, so this one comes from the Aldous Hodge interview with Spud. He's talking about how Tom Cruise is on the set. I I'm an old dude, so I'll move on here. Um, so you're in the new Mission Impossible film, Jack Reacher. Never go back. How's Tom Cruise to hang out with on the set? I get the impression he can't sit still long enough to play like dominoes or pinochle between shot setups. <laughs> he takes his not very long. He, he never takes the breaks, but that man is is a worker. You know, um, he is always uh, having a business some kind of way. It's really cool actually to be around that energy. It's inspiring because you know when you think you're tired and you ain't got no more, he's sitting there still full of energy. Like, all right, guys, let's get this shot. Let's do this. You're like, okay, I guess I got to get with the picture. But um, he's very much a leader. He's he's a smart smart guy. He has, I mean, his his. Film is crazy as far as knowing what has to go on set, knowing what people's shops are, knowing how to treat people. Um, he's a good example to learn from if you ever want to figure out how to be um, an asset to 
to to your field in entertainment. Um, he's a is a really cool guy, and you know, I had a great experience working with him. Yeah, they say that he's pretty likable, that Tom Cruise guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got to have a lot of energy because, you know what, it seems like he's running in every movie he does. Yeah. Every I mean, time he does a movie, he's running. Running, jumping onto planes, jumping, you know, from things. There's a lot of jumping in those films. Running and jumping. That's the yeah. time cruise. But he's never cruising, you know. And, you know, remember him jumping on the couch? Yeah, he jumped on the couch in and, that uh, And in that, that wasn't even show. a movie. Yeah, it was a talk show. He's just always jumping. Yeah, Maybe he's part that? kangaroo. I think he is. Maybe he got some kangaroo. Maybe he was kind of made... Especially in the library with kangaroo genes mutated. So they put that in Hollywood so it could be a big star. Yeah. I don't know. That's a conspiracy, maybe. I don't know. All right. Let's right, do super. some more music here. Um, we're going to begin with uh, Barrett Strong's Money. And following that, we're going to do a song by The Gits and a live cut of Twisting Breathing. So let's start this set off with Barrett Strong. All right. That's what I want. That's what I want. 
Gentlemen, first show report. Well, 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 I'm sad to say that we're about out of time here for the show. And, you know, maybe if we had another 15, 20 minutes, I think we could have said that this was our best show yet. We just need that extra time. Maybe we ought to talk to uh, our executive producer and see maybe if they're about getting the show expanded. Ooh, ooh, that would be a great idea, as I could really use a larger forum to present my talents. I mean... Right now, on on any other show, you know, during when we do our shows, I'm lucky to get a minute here and a minute there. I mean, I'm totally for an expanded post-show report. That's a great idea, Lawrence. Well, no, you know, I'm kind of thinking about it now. I don't know that we could force the stations that carry the show, you know, all around to, to give us another, say, 30 minutes or so, because that's going to bump some other show out. We don't want to come off as these greedy airtime pirates because the people on those shows, they have friends and families who look forward to hearing their shows, too. So you Forget know, those guys. Be- it should come down to straight-up star power. And I know I bring this to the hundreds of thousands of listeners each and every week. Star power? There is a reason my podcast is blowing up. Pretty soon, these stations will be begging me to take on a drive-time mm-hmm. slot myself, so they better get on board now if they want a piece of me and what I, I bring. I think you're being a little overly optic, uh, optimistic, and you know, I might have Super? spoken out of turn when I, before I considered like the human cost to this, uh, your idea. That's you know, I, I gotta, I gotta thank the, our panel here. We got Dave on the soundboard. Hey, Dave, nice job tonight. Well, thank you very much, Lawrence. It was a pleasure to be uh, a part of this, and um, I'm really looking forward to the uh, Derek's podcast uh, highlights. Oh, yeah. that's not true. But <clears throat> all right, we're, we've got Mike, uh, engineer. Hi, uh, nice job from you. Thank you for your hard oh, work. Thanks, man. It's always fun to be here. Well, I we love ap- it. We appreciate you, and we appreciate our production assistant, Trent. Thank it's you, nice John. to not have to Photoshop Spud's head on bodies every night. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, because that's creating another monster that we're talking about here. Hey, so. uh, with the last few seconds, can I at least mention where listeners can download my new rap record? Wait a minute, wait a minute. If we did that, every band is going to want to do a plug for their albums on iTunes, you know? So whoa, whoa, no, whoa, 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 no, 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 it's not available on iTunes, at least at least not yet, as they rejected it for some dumb reason. But I will have it on my own website, you so know I wanted to... I think we got it. We got to say, no, but... say goodnight to everybody here. It's about that no, time, I'm... so I hope everybody enjoyed Come the on. show here. Until Until next week, same time, same station. Good night, everybody. All right, Derek. Now, but we're gonna we're gonna leave you with one last song here. This one's by the Buoys. You may remember it. Here is Timothy.
Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Associate producer, David Deer. On-air talent, Annie Coleman and Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Production assistants, Kerry Tompkins and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Keeper. Keeper. <laughs>